Hey, good morning, young people. I hope y'all are doing well. It's been a while, man. This is Memphis Red. And I just want to holler at you this morning, man. It's uh, 3.15. It is officially the witching hour. Don't know how many of you cats out there. All you, uh, all you youth, you young people that didn't matter, man. Because you know what? You are, you are the future, man. You are the future. And see people on Wall Street with their greed. And Joe Biden, man, I mean, please. You know, look, I respect the office, man. But Biden is, look, look at his age, man. He'll be 80 before you know it, right? Now, Kamala, I got no issues with her, man. I think she's a tough negotiator, man. If you've ever watched, you know, the Senate committee hearings, man. I mean, hey, it's a bad day on the hill, brother. If Kamala's on that ass, well, you better have your ducks in a row, man. Anyway, y'all, it's June 14th. It is 3.15. Now, why is 3.15 significant, you say? And I'm going to tell you why, man. And it's, it's really, it's a beautiful thing. And it's the saddest part of my life. One of them, man. Other than losing my children during the divorce of 93 or 4, I think it was, to my first wife was the day my father died. Now, I hope Justin and Rachel and Paula and my mother are listening to this podcast. And they all know what I'm talking about. Well, Rachel and Justin don't, but Paula and my mother and myself. And that was the day my father died, July 9th. And it was exactly 3.15 in the morning, man. And he took his last breath. And I watched him, man. Okay, hold it together, Ed. And it's 29 years ago, y'all. And it's still... It still bothers me, man. I mean, it don't bother me, but, you know, if you love your mom, your dad, and I know a lot of you out there come from broken homes, man. My kids went through the same thing, right? They did, and it was our fault. You know, parents don't always get it right, man. You know, we do the best we can with what we have at the time, and I'm not making excuses. Did I fuck up? Of course I did, man. But I really, you know, I'm not out here to you know, get on my soapbox, but I did, I got burned, you know, on, on the job as a lineman, and I had 12 pounds, it was 7.2 thousand volts, go through my chest, came out my back, almost lost my left hand, and I was in the burn unit, they choppered me out, this is all true, I don't, I've told you, no spin, only truth on the Memphis Red Show, and I swear to God, I always give that to you, and they're my opinions, and mine alone, okay, but I will always tell you the truth, man, because there's too much lying on the hill there's too much corruption in the marketplace man and you know what i'm not religious people i've told you this man i am not religious do i believe in god absolutely absolutely now if you look in the bible and the bible is loosely based right the talking snake the man lived in the fish all that we all know these are good stories but it does say that satan the evil the the bad side of the yin and the yang the devil is the father of lies. Now, that being said, what is going on right now in the world? Corruption, lies, market manipulation. We can't seem to get it together. I say we, not us. This government can't seem to get it together with the vaccination program, man. Did you know only 30% of, of, of Memphians are vaccinated? 30%, man. Now, that's pretty, that's pretty shabby. Yeah. That being said, man, I realized something. I woke up 
And look, don't ever think I'm preachy, man, because if you, if you went to my Twitter feed this morning, you saw me ripping the shit out of that smiley-faced asshole Joe Biden. I mean, not Joe, sorry, sorry, Joe. Give him your rewind that. Okay, it fast forward. No, man, I meant Joel Olstein, man. I can't stand that guy, man. He's so full of shit. But he's part of that TV evangelical thing, you know, going on down there in Texas, man. And, you know, my mother listens to a guy. And, Mom, if you're hearing this, I know you're going to be mad. And, you know, and he may be a good guy. I don't know, man. David Jeremiah. And I'm not going to call him Dr. Mother because he is not. He does not have a doctorate. He does not, man. You can look it up yourself. Now, Mom, she doesn't get this, man. And God bless her. She's a best. Mom, I've got a wonderful. I Look, I was fortunate, man. I grew up in the 60s and the 70s. And I had great parents. And I can't, I got no excuses, man, for the way I turned out. <laughs> I got no excuse, man. Uh, other than my, <clears throat> my dad beat the shit out of me every day from the time I was seven to nine, man. But nah, I'm teasing, man. It wasn't every day. I, I deserved most of them, trust me. I was Dennis the freaking menace, man. I really was. Whatever he told me to do, not to do, or another, whatever he said not to do, I was hell-bent on doing it, right? And he was a firefighter. And... He was like, hey, don't play with matches. Well, of course, what do you think I did? I play with matches. And he came up, he comes up on me one time, right? And we're out in Frazier, man. That's where we grew up in North Memphis. And he walks up. And by the way, I've got the world news going on in the background. The world news that only plays national news. you got to love that. And it's Channel 3, by the way, CBS. And I'm going to, oh, listen, I got to go there, man. One thing about it, and I'll get back to the, to the, to the match thing and the fire and me burning the crickets and him beating the shit out of me. But did you know that right now, and you probably are aware of this, man, because, you know, I've had an epiphany and it really wasn't an epiphany so much as just, look, I'm an old guy, man. I'm 60 and I get it. You know, you guys out there listening, say you're 18 to 23 sector. You, you think 60 is old, man. Pro- I promise you, man, I used to think the same as you, man. Nobody could tell me anything at 23. Nobody. Right? You know it all. Now, when you get to be my age, you look back, you know, and I swear y'all will do this, man. You mark my word. 40 years from now, man, and when you're 63, or, you know, let's say you're 18 right now, so 40 years from now, do the math that puts you 58. You're going to remember this, man. I pray to God you do. And you're going to look back and go, you know, I remember that old guy Memphis Red way back when, and he said the same shit. And by then, you'll have kids and grandkids. A man is over here stirring. Now that's Maggie. She's trying to eat the bird, eat the bird feathers, man. <laughs> I've got I've got a thing of bird feathers, and she she gets them, man, and she just she scatters them all over the den, and is and she's been doing it every day. Now, uh, getting back to it, did you know? Okay, see your major corporations, people, and you guys. I'm not look. You're smart, man. See, that's what the people like Kramer. I'm sorry, that guy's a douchebag, and we all know it. Now, Kernan, he used to be cool back in the day, man. And I follow, you know, me and Joe go way back because when I got my burn settlement, I moved the kids to Florida. This is 1997 now. And I didn't know a call from a put, man. I was a working class guy, you know. My old man was a firefighter. I grew up cutting grass. I was a lineman. And I got burned. And it took five years to get my settlement. And I've got the news going on in the background, so I apologize, guys, if that's too much. And I don't think it is, man. It's down pretty low. So I hope you can hear me good out there. Okay. But I, I moved the kids there, man. And by the way, their mother, you know, 
uh, at the time I was divorced, I was paying child support, and I had a nice little house over near the University of Memphis, Memphis. And I would see my kids, Justin and Rachel, every other week end, right? Two weekends out of a month, man, it was all Carla would let me have. And I called her Cruella at that point, right? <laughs> so I did, man. And, but the kids are beautiful, man, and they, yeah, God bless. And I, look, I am lucky, man. I have got two beautiful, beautiful children. They're resilient, they're, they're gorgeous. And Rachel and Justin, if you're listening, honey, I know y'all think I, your, your ma, your grandmother accused me of taking your computer when me and Mana were down there. That's, that's just the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Now, they had a guy down there named Jonathan. And it's a long story, man, without getting too complicated, because if they'll heed me this podcast tonight, I'm going to lay some shit on you. You're going to go, holy shit, Red, really? Oh, yeah, it's going to be one of those, man. God damn it, Maggie. Cut it out. She's pissing me off. She just knocked my bird feathers off, man. And they're dove feathers, y'all. I got them in like a, a tall shot glass, you know, like you get in the bar and you do a shot, right? And and she's over here and she knocks them off and she gets them in her mouth. And she's a bird killer, man. And Maggie is. And Freddie's fat ass. He's, he's laying right here. He's, he's, he, he's the main coon. He's the brother to Maggie. But anyway, look, let me get back to it, man. CNN, right, is owned by AT&T. MSNBC is owned by Comcast. Disney, well, they own ESPN and ABC. You see where this is going, people? Right? Your corporations are controlling your news feed. Now, look, I know that y'all don't watch TV. My son's the same way. He's on his computer, man. He's a coder. He's a brilliant young man. His name is Justin, and he's in Florida right now. And I get it, man. Y'all are smarter than we were in a, in a lot of respects, man, because, okay, Look, when I came up, man, there were three channels. I know some of you out there going around, Red, really? Only three? Yeah, three channels, man. Mm. Y'all excuse the sound effects, but I've got my Starbucks coffee going, my espresso, you know, that I love. And I love my Starbucks, man. I got addicted. I don't know if it's Starbucks, but it was Cuban coffee. And I got addicted to it, man, when I was in Miami in 08, 09. And I was a midnight trouble, man, at South Beach. Miami Beach, Coconut Grove, Fort Lauderdale, and I, you know, whenever me and Mana get into a fight, and that's happening a lot lately, because she's got some issues, man, and I don't want to get personal and set Mana's stuff out, you know, and she's my wife, the one you see on the cover art, and I just changed it tonight, y'all, that's my granddaughter, Estella, when she was tiny, tiny, and I'll update it as we go along, probably tomorrow, I want to put a, a, a current or recent picture of her up for you because she's beautiful, man, and she's five now. She'll be six in July. And Rachel, my daughter, is such a good mother. That being said, look, y'all, this crazy shit about the AI, if you listen to the the episode I just published a while ago, and it's called Scottish Witchy Woman. Now, that's about my grandmother, and her name was Norma Burkeen. That was her maiden name, Burkeen, which is Scottish, right? It's the Burkeen clan. And there's a lot of Burkings, man. Bobby Burkings, shout out to you, Bobby. And Polly. And Mike and Jimmy. And Betty Mullen. And that is, of course, it used to be Betty Burking. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of Burkings around there. And Andy, cuz Andy, Andy Tate, he knows who he is. He probably doesn't listen to you. Let me get me a cigarette. Mm. All right. And this is supposed to work. Hmm. You know I can't find Zippo uh, Flint anymore. Yeah, I can't, man. 
Oh, it's just throwaway stupid pics. Look, if you want something that's real, man, get you a Zippo lighter, man. It's a lot cheaper. I mean, you get one of Walgreens for as cheap as, what, you know, like $19.99, maybe. And you buy your old can of that fuel. And the flinch, you know what I do? I take old bicks that are out of gas. I break the tops off. I empty the flint out. Now, you have to do this with a pair of pliers, but it works. You know, it'll work in a pinch, man. And it actually works fine. And I'll take the flint and drop it down in there, and bada-bing, I got my lighter, man. Now, Zippo, I love it, because when I work hurricane, you can light a smoke. I used to use the renter in my fishing charter, and you can light a smoke when you're sitting there clocking along at about 30 knots, man, behind a windshield of a boat. And I did that back in 97. Rachel and Justin know this all too well. Well, Justin didn't, because I took him out on the Gulf one time, man. And this is a pretty funny story. And uh, I think we've been watching too much Jaws. Now, you got to keep in mind, the kids, this was 97, man. So Rachel was five, Justin was six. And I took Justin, I don't he probably didn't remember. Justin has blocked out a lot, and I understand that, man. I have PTSD. I blocked out a lot from my past, man. You know, from the time of my burns. Well, not really. I mean, I remember most of it, unfortunately, I do. And, um, but my mother's asked me before, Bo, do you remember when you were in the hospital? And you were in such bad shape, and they thought I was going to die, man, like the first three days. They let me lay there, right? You know, well, he's going to die. We'll just make him comfortable, and I don't remember that part. I do remember waking up, and my wife's uh, sister, Duana, was standing over me, man. And, uh, you know, my wrist, they had slit them because your arms swell. You know, I had taken 7,000 volts, y'all. And my arms were swelling so bad, man, and to, and to keep from losing your arms because it squeezes your arteries and your, your your blood vessels, man, and, you know, you'll lose your limbs. Now, they've learned a lot over the years. Now, why do I know all this, you said? Well, are you asking, right? <laughs> you may not give a shit, right? Uh, I hope you do. Because this is all coming down to you guys, man, the ones that are going to be running this, this, this whole thing. But... Uh, you know, in years to come, man, and soon, and sooner than you think. But yeah, they had me split open, man, and you could see my tendons. You literally, like, uh, you know, like, like Arnold in uh, Terminator, you know, you know he, where he, where he gets his arm shot up or whatever the hell, and he's, he's in the motel room and he's, his eyes rotting out, right, and he's in the computer and his head's, you know, scanning because the guy's saying, oh, "What do you got a dead cat in there, buddy?" And he's like, "Fuck you, asshole." <laughs> he had that word. But he's fixing his arm, right? Where the finger works, right? And if you've seen The Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know what I'm talking about. Now, that's an old film, but I know you guys are watching films and shit. You know, you get them on streaming now, so that's cool. Anyway. Hmm. Ah, coffee ain't really hot, but that's all right. It'll work. Um, so, yeah, anyway, man, my arms were tied up, and it was tough. It was tough, man. I was in the burn unit for a month, and I'm not here to sing a sad song about me because that was all. Look, it had a it had a, a golden lining. You know, they say silver lining. Well, this one had a golden one, man, because, you know, it took five years. And the counselor, and I'm going to send him a copy of this as well, and I'm not going to tell you his name. No, I will, because it's an advertisement for him, really. His name is Will. But he owns the law firm, partners. I just talked to the counselor a couple of days back. And it's Heaton and Moore in Memphis. So if you're ever in trouble, if you have a product liability issue, and I think that's what they're more geared for now, man, is product liability. But, uh, and I know Nancy retired. Will told me that. But 
he turned me on to a really cool lawyer named Martin McDaniel and the McDaniel Law Firm, and they're going to handle this whole mess that I got going on right now because I was arrested on May the 6th by some bogus cops. Yes, right. And I was thrown into jail for 26 hours. I have never been arrested, people. I don't even have so much as a speeding ticket in the last 40 years, swear to God. And this was all over protecting something, and I can't, you know, it's just, look, let's just put it this way. You know, cops, they're not all bad, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, so a lot of them are men. I mean, look what's happened. George Floyd, you know, uh, the Wright family, the Toledo family, uh, Adam Toledo, Andrew Jones, Breonna Taylor. It goes on and on, man. And cops are shooting black people in America, man. And I swear to God, that day I thought they were going to kill me. I really did. All right, hold on. Let me get a sip of coffee here with me. I'm sitting there looking at highlights of the G7, y'all. And uh, look, if you're not political, you might you may want to, man, because, and I'm not saying get out there. Well, you know, it wouldn't hurt, man. I mean, you young people need to stand up, man. You think about it. There's a hell of a lot more of y'all than there are politicians, man. And they can't arrest all 200 million of you, 150 million of you. You do have a say. You've got a lot of say, man. And that's what Wall Street doesn't get. You know, when they sit there and say, oh, you know, these idiots on uh, Robin Hood, you know, don't know what the hell they're doing. Well, I beg to differ, man, because I've seen some of these guys, man. I've seen some of the people that buy Bitcoin. My son has been buying Bitcoin. Honestly, Justin was smarter than I was. You know, we both got the same high IQ. My father had a high IQ. And my mother, I don't think she's aware of this, man. But, you know, Pops told me a lot of things, man. And my sister, Paula, shout out to you, baby. And I got your message the other day, and I'll be calling you. But uh, Pops used to, we cut grass together, right? And he used to tell me stories, man. Now, he hated the Army. I mean, you know, and I don't like the word hate, but he, he, he hated it, man. He hated the Army. He did. Now, uh, when I turned 18, he wanted me to go to college. And I went over and talked to the Air Force recruit, and I thought, all right. And I took the aptitude test, right? And I wanted to fly jets, man. I always loved flight. I swear to God, since I was like three, I asked my mother one time, I said, Mom, I've got a memory running around in the backyard with like a C-10. Now, if you look up a C-10, there are the old planes that the props on each side, you know, one engine per wing, right? The big silver jobs. Now, I remember running around in the backyard with that, and I said, Mom, how old was I? And she said, Bo, you were, and that's what my family called me. My nickname was Bo. Don't ask me why, but that's what they called me, Bo. And my Uncle Steve, my gay Uncle Steve called me Bo John. Bo Johnny. <laughs> he was my comedian growing up. And, uh, and I love him. Shout out to you, Steve. And I know he don't listen to these either, man. But you young people do, and that's what's important. But I remember running around with this airplane, right? And I asked Mom how old I was, and she said, you were about three and a half. So I do have that memory, man. You know, the, the brain, okay, with AI is some scary shit, y'all. If Elon Musk is afraid of it, hey, I got to go with the man that has the trillion dollar on his own rocket fleet. I mean, his Falcon rockets that land upright like Buck Rogers shit. I mean, is that not to bomb or what? I mean, I'm, I'm amazed, man, every day. And I was looking at Twitter earlier today. And if you go there, man, and you see, well, y'all follow Elon, you know. But the cockpit of the new Tesla, man, is it not amazing? And the steering wheel, holy shit. It looks like, like a, it looks like a, if you've ever seen a DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio, where he plays Howard Hughes, uh, right? The aviator, right? And the steering wheel kind of looks like that shape. And it's wild, man, with that display. And I was like, holy shit, I would love to have one of those, man, but I can't afford it. 
you know, Mana's going through some issues, man. And we're trying to get her some help. And unfortunately, mental issues were on her mother's side of the family. They do. And her and Ann, God bless, was diagnosed with schizophrenia at age 53. Mana just turned 53. Now her uncle Johnny is bipolar, and he's a good man. As a matter of fact, he's coming out here early this morning to help me pull in some uh, wire because our air conditioner has been out now for over a week. And we were on the road in Florida. You guys got some of those podcasts, I think. You know, I've noticed on Spotify, man, that you don't get the same ones. They're not, and I, I think it's a sync problem, but I'll get that down for you, I promise. And by the way, yes, I'm still working on getting space over at Crosstown. Now, if you're from Memphis, if you live in Memphis, you know where Crosstown is. And it's the old Sears building. And I'm going to put this, and I'm going to face through this, and I swear to God it's coming soon, and you're going to have me. And we're going to put a face with this voice, and I can't wait. Because unlike a lot of people, 60, I love young people, man. And not to say they don't love you, but they don't get you. And look, there's some things I don't get about you, man. I don't, you know, you know what I did? I went to MAPCO the other day. Now it's a gas station here in Memphis. And it's by Joe's Liquors, which, by the way, as soon as this is done, I'm going to post a, a buddy of my way. Well, you don't a buddy, somebody I met, man, when I walked into Joe's. And, and his name, his last name was Carter. And I swear to God, I'll remember his name in a minute, but he, he was an African-American gentleman, nice as he could be, man. Knew his wine, yeah. I mean, he was a connoisseur of red wine. And Stephanie loves, you know, Manna loves red wine. And I was there to get my gruel, my gruel, if you've watched any of my podcasts, man. And we do, look, Stephanie and I do a little two-minute, because, you know, on Twitter, you can upload a two-minute video. Now, we don't script this stuff, I swear to God. If you look at the one where it says Manna keeps reading, you know, and we're in the backyard, and she's trying to read a Memphis Flyer, and Manna, by the way, has dyslexia. Now, if you know what dyslexia is, you know, she's not that she's not that strong a reader. She's just not, and I love her. She's not she's not stupid by any means, man. This woman was the shit, and she still is, and, um, but she used to do the runway shows, man, the catwalk runways with the hair and the makeup and then all that whole bit. Yeah, that's what she did for a long, many years, man. And we've had we've had tough sledding, as they say lately, you know, because it's, look, she hasn't worked because of COVID in like 11 months. She's going through this mental thing, and I pray to God it's not schizophrenia, y'all. I pray to Almighty God it's not that, right? And her uncle Johnny is bipolar. Her sister is bipolar. You see where this is going? You know, mental illness, man, is hereditary. It runs in families. It's kind of like high blood pressure. My mother has high blood pressure, and guess what? Now I have a little high blood pressure. And, you know, it's controlled with medication, man, and it's not that big a deal, really. And I smoke cigarettes. Look, if something works, I stick with it. <laughs> I, mean, I just do, man. And, you know, when I was troubleshooting and I'm working hurricane, what do you think happens, man? You stay amped up on coffee and cigarettes, and that's just the way it is, man. Because in hurricane, we look, we work seven days a week, you know, 16 hours a day, nonstop. And this goes on for months, people. And it does, man. And they don't even put the military through those spaces. And I don't, I don't, you know, hey, the money's so good, we don't say no, you know. I mean, in Katrina, I was knocking down five grand a week. That's right, five grand a week, five K. Now, Hurricane Sandy in 2012, I was making 9,000 a week. The problem is I didn't get to stay, man, because my blood pressure was up. And everybody my age at that time, well, you go back eight years ago, so I was 52. And everybody in my age group, their pressure, their blood pressure. Why? Because the food that they bring in, y'all, is full of salt. You don't get much sleep, man, on a hurricane. You might get two hours at night. And they fucked that up. They, they screwed that whole thing up. 
And look, I'm trying to, I'm not trying. I'm here to get the word out to you people. The money, look, I'm just not greedy, man. I'm not cut out of that cloth. I'm not, man. Do I like money? Of course I do. You know, my old man used to say, you know, Bo, uh, money ain't everything, but try to live without it. And he's right. He was right. Now, all that being said, hurricane season is upon us. No cigarette, sorry. You cats out there vaping, man. You know what? I don't know, man. I don't get the vape thing. I don't. But hey, you know, if that's your bag, then uh, whatever. You know, hey, if it works for you, it works, right? And that's the way it should be. So, but I still, yeah, I still smoke. And I'm trying to quit, Rachel. And just my son smokes. And my, my his, his grandmother, my mother, she's like, Bo, I just can't believe that he smokes. Back when they were little, man, Justin would find a part, I mean, a pack of my cigarettes, and he would tear them in half, y'all. And he'd stick little notes in it, Dad, don't smoke. And he would put a skull and crossbone on it, man. And he was like seven, eight, you know, nine, ten, right? And now he smokes, and he, he loves his coffee too, man. So I guess the Higgs men, we just like our Starbucks. And, you know, when I was in Miami, man, I got addicted to that Cuban coffee, right? And the coffee leche with azúcar which is Spanish for sugar. And, and yeah, I took a little Spanish in high school. Didn't really learn much, man, but I'm a high IQ guy. My son's a high IQ guy. My father was, and that's what I was going to tell you, man. They were going to groom him. I don't think my sister, and I don't think any of my family I've ever talked about it. Pops used to, he wouldn't, he talked to me about the Army, and I said, how come you didn't stay in? And what were you? He said, oh, son, they were going to send me out to somewhere, and he probably never even told my mother this, man. This everything I tell you on this show is true. And I will never tell you a lie. You have my you have my word. And it's look, some of them are opinions, but I will never give you any spin or bullshit like the media does. I won't do it. I just can't do it. You know that's what's wrong with the world today, in my opinion. But anyway, he, they were going to groom him. They wanted him to stay in the army. That's what he. That's the story he told me. And he said it was some place out north of Phoenix some kind of army intelligence and he said I couldn't wait to get the hell out of the army now he was stationed in Hamburg Germany because he could type 120 words a minute and he said son that's the only thing I ever did in high school that ever paid off well it kept him out of Korea because they were going to train him to be a minesweeper that's the picture I'll put on there man for this podcast I'll put my pops I've got a picture of him in basic and he's in the field, it's a black and white, and it shows him with a minesweeper, and I will put that on there so you know I'm not bullshitting you. And I don't think you do, man. I think you know I tell you the truth by now. Now, get, let's get back to something. Um, today's issues with the markets, with Biden, with getting vaccinated, and I pray to God, man, I hope that y'all are getting vaccinated, man. Look, there's nothing to be afraid of. Now, my son for a long time and I know mom is vaccinated by now which we had a fallen out on Mother's Day she thought I got a computer that I didn't get and look I don't steal my old man pounded that into my head my old man you don't lie you don't steal I got this shit beat out of me man if I ever told him a lie and I sure as hell didn't steal and I'm going to tell you one time I did man there was a guy named David Hewlett and mom knows the story that she's listening and mom knows and his name is David Hewlett. Well, he was kind of like the bad, you know, the, the Hewlett's man were, were, I don't know, man. You know, everybody's got one. And he was kind of like the bad seat of the of the, the neighborhood. And he was like my so-called friend. I was probably like fourth grade and he was like fifth grade. And we went to J.B. Hunter one time. Now, this is going back to like 1970. 
you know, because we left Frazier in 71, I think, 71, 72. And we had ridden our bikes up to J.B. Hunter, and it was a, you know, kind of like a department store at the time. Now, it goes way back to the day of Easy Rider, Billy Jack. These are all great movies, by the way, you should check out if you want to know what the late 60s were about. And I was like 10 years old, right? And I remember Vietnam, the whole hippie thing, everything. Man, and I thank God I lived through that. And anyway, you guys check it out. But David talked me into stealing a dollar out of my, uh, my cousin Corinne's purse, which she's dying of cancer right now, man, and God bless. And Bill Herring, if you can hear this, I'm sorry about Corinne, man. I really am, man. I love y'all. And I'm sorry that uh, it got twisted when I was down there. And I don't know what happened. Liz, Bill, I know, man. And I hope that y'all are all in the house and doing well. And they moved, like, next to my mother right up the street. They bought a house, a really nice house. They moved from Las Vegas, you know, because of the cost of living. They said they got tired of the desert. Now, the only thing about Liz, man, and I like her, right, because she moved here from England, she told me. And But she's a Trumper, man. That's right. She likes Tucker Carlson, and I don't get it. I just don't get it, man. Oh, she's a huge Tucker Carlson fan. Now, when I was down there, I'm out back, and I'm having coffee with Bill one morning, Bill Herring, and he's my uh, my cousin, and we're talking, and, you know, I am a registered Democrat. I am, and uh, been in my pleas with my party, and they're not my party, y'all. I don't give a shit about party. I could care less. My cigarette went out, so I'm relighting it. Mm. I don't give a shit about party, man. What I care about is who's going to do the best job for this country. That's what I care about. You know, it could be a Republican, it could be a Democrat, and I think they need to start a new party, man. And hey, maybe I'll run for president. Who knows? I know I wouldn't do that, man. You know why? It'd be like Wycliffe John's song. If I were president, I'd get assassinated on Friday and buried on Sunday. That's it. Listen to that song, man, Wycliffe John. And he was on Dave Chappelle. And does that bit? And it's called the song is called "If I Were President." That was that would happen to me, right? And I think right now they're trying to bury my ass with this whole thing. When I went to 201 Poplar on May the sixth, and I was thrown into jail, man, for 24 hours, 26 hours, and I got bail, and it was bullshit. And I'm being charged with assault with a deadly weapon. That did not happen. Now look, before you get all wired and think. Oh, wow, Red, we didn't know that shit about you. Look, dude, I don't even have a speeding ticket, y'all, in 40 years. I've got a clean record, man. None of that shit. What happened is a car sped down my street doing 90. We got kids playing out here, man. It pissed me off. And I called the cops. I called 911 because I'm sick of this shit. Before, with Natalie and Will, it was Will playing his rap at 3 in the morning. No respect. And, you know, the whole, I told you about the young girls on the porch, you know, this thing, you raped our friend and this piece of shit, Will808, and I know he was on Spotify, and you guys follow him, well, good luck with that, because he's a douchebag, and he's a, he's no good, man, He's a, he drives drunk all the time, and you shouldn't do that shit, you know, running uh, trouble, I did a lot of hit polls, and guess what, it's never the drunks that get killed, never is, man, it's always some innocent mother and their children that die at the hand of a drunk behind a wheel, and that's just the way it always rolls. Okay. Okay, all that being said, we've got this new family. Natalie moved out uh, June the 1st, and this new people moved in next door, and their names are David, Bell, and Carrie, and I don't know Carrie's last name, man, but she's from Virginia, and she's got a son, Ryder, and he's nine, and they seem to be kind of cool, you know? 
And the first day I went over there, and me and Manna, and we were like, hey, welcome. And they had some people hanging out on the porch. And I was just joking around, y'all. And I said, hey, if I had a joint, I'd give you one. Now, I haven't smoked weed now, and I don't know, man. Honestly, it's probably been five, and I'll always tell you the truth. It's been like five, six months, maybe. It was when a friend of Stephanie's came by, Odin. And he's an old friend, and he came by with some pot one day, and we took a hit. And it helps my PTSD. It helps my pain. I wish weed were legal, man. Now Kamala Harris says she's going to decriminalize it, which she definitely needs to do. Now, before I forget this, did you know when I was down at 201, I met a young man in there, and his name was Akeem Caldwell. Now, they had him there. And you get to know these people, man, because I'd never been in jail, right? And I'm sitting there, man, and another guy, Courtney Green. I swear to God, y'all, he's the next Eddie Murphy. I swear to God. And when I get my podcast and the camera going, I'm going to bring Courtney Green on and we're going to cut up and you'll love him. He's funny as shit. And he had me laughing down there, man, even though I was in jail and I had my Harleys on. And I used to ride motorcycles, Harley Davidson. I love Harleys. And I'm in between bikes and I'm threatening to get another one. Because back in the day, man, I had a really bad wreck and somebody ran me off the road, crashed, boom, bam, and I cracked three ribs. And this was back in like 05 and Rachel would cry and she's like, Daddy, whenever I go riding. And she'd have tears, and she said, Daddy, please be careful. And I sold the bike, right? I sold the motorcycle. Well, I was down there, and Courtney Green, I'm going to get back to Caldwell in a minute. And Green says, look at my man here, man. Yo, got the Harleys on, and he, boom, boom, and he acts like he's on a Harley, and he starts doing his bit, man, and he's like a stand-up, I swear to God. And I I got to, you know, kind of know these people, because when you're sitting in jail, 26 hours is not shit to do. There's no clocks in there, man. And out of 12 phones where you can make phone calls, right? Because at a certain time, they'll open up the phone lines where you can call your lawyer, you can call. And see, this was all new to me, y'all, because I'd never been in jail. I don't have a record, man. And then, you know, I've never been in trouble with the law. Other than a stupid thing I did back in 05, and I'll go into that later, but that's another podcast. It was, it was a dumb thing that I did because I'd been up for months at a time, and Katrina and the counselor, you know, pulled a few strings, and, and I did some probation, man, and it was just, it was all a sponge for my record. It wasn't a big thing, and well, it could, it could have been, and it actually was, and I'll, I'll go into that later, but, you know, did I kill anybody? Of course not. Did it, you know, I just did something stupid, and when you're up that long, man, we had bar owners down there going, hey, look, I'll give you free liquor if you get me on. I'll get you, I'll give you free food. I'll give you free cocaine, and that's just the way it goes in hurricane, man. It was New Orleans. It was NOLA, Nolans, right, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. So a bunch of us did some coke that a guy gave us a bar owner, man, and he starts giving this shit out, like, here, man. And some of the crew members did it. Of course we did it, man. Why? Because we had been up at that point for weeks at a time, man, and you're just a zombie at that point. You're, you're, we saw dead bodies in Katrina, man. We see things that they don't show you on CNN, yo. You know, and I made the fatal mistake of going up and not fatal for me, but this poor woman had been up in an attic for months, man. Well, I don't say much. She'd probably been up there about three and a half weeks. But it would flies around the vent of a house down by Pontchartrain where the levee had busted. And, I, and we had a number, right, they gave us. And they said, look, if you see flies around the vent, call this number. And they would send the hazmat guys out, and they'd have, like, full body suit with a gas mask, and they'd go in there and get the bodies out of the attics, man. Well, I made the bad mistake of going up and stairs and saw this, and it was it haunted my dreams for a long time, man. And I won't go into detail because it was pretty gory. And uh, she'd been laying there for a while, man, so you can imagine. And I don't like to imagine. So, mm, that was in my head for a while. But so you understand why we did this, man. And we did. And we. And when I got home, well, let me back up. When we got there, there were all these dead dogs by Poncha Train. Now the levee had busted, right, and flooded New Orleans. 
And all these pit bulls were chained to their houses, man, because the people had evac'd, right? And they had left. And I guess the thinking was, well, I'll leave my pit here, which I think is pretty cruel. Well, they weren't counting on the levees busting, but maybe they left them food. I don't know. But there were a bunch of dead dogs, man. And there were a lot of them that had survived. They were traumatized. They were under cars shaking. And we rescued like 30 dogs and took them down to a little makeshift shelter down by Pontchartrain. And it was like North Community College or something down by Pontchartrain in the New Orleans. And this was in 05. Now, my crew, I say my crew, it started out being Brian's crew. Now, Brian was a lineman from Ohio. And our supervisor was a guy named, and it was a guy named Steve Walker. And I pray God he's still around. Shout out to you, Steve Walker. If you're around, brother. Now, that was 15 years ago. And Steve was probably, I'm guessing at that time, maybe... 68, 70, so do the math, 70. I mean, yeah, it's probably very possible he's around. I hope he is. And Walker comes up and he says, I want you to fire Brian. And I said, Steve, I don't do that. That's your job. Now, Brian was a smart ass, and he was a real tall guy, and I liked Brian. I mean, he was fun to party with. Because linemen, what we do, man, when we work this 16-hour shift, when it's over, man, we go to a bar. Now, we had one bar. And this was before all the stupid shit started with the, with the booger sugar or whatever you want to call it. You know, it was dumb. And yeah, I've been clean since, ever since, man. You now we pulled a little gag with Natalie because we knew that she was recording, and I'll get into that in another podcast. But, um, yeah, it was just a mess in New Orleans, man. George W. completely dropped the ball, y'all. And we buried dogs, man, the first day down by the lake. Now, I don't know where Brian was, and he... I don't know, man, because I remember Ralph coming out and go, Red, you're a pretty good hand. And hand means a worker, right, like a lineman. You're a pretty good hand is a compliment. That's like, hey, you, you know you should. And I said, well, I appreciate it, Ralph. Now, Ralph had one of his arms burn off from line work, man. He had an accident. He had a peg, like a prosthetic arm. And he was a pretty good cat. But him and Don, a friend of mine that I turned on to Katrina, which Don became a Bible thumper, long story. And he used to be one of the biggest hellraisers at the light company that I worked at. But anyway, that happens to some people sometimes, you know, right? They go through a traumatic experience, they find God or Jesus, and and then they kind of get off the deep end on the whole holy road a bit. Well, that, that's what happened to Shores, and Don Shores is now, and he's a good guy. And, and, and he don't listen to podcasts. I don't have to worry about him hearing it, but if he did, he, he knows who he is. And he, he actually taught me line work, man. He's a damn good lineman. But, yeah, all that being said, um... You know, we buried all these dogs, man. I was just auger holes, and we just buried dogs in mass graves, man. And I got my butt chewed out for it. And they said, Red, we're paying you to set up holes, man, not bury dogs. And I said, what am I supposed to do, Steve? Just leave them out in the sun or rot? And Steve was a good guy, man. I don't know if he remembers all this. I do. I won't say I got my butt chewed out, but they, you know, but it all was good in the end, man, because the news came down. They did a story about the shelter where the dogs were at, and they, you know, had all these dogs. Now I'm opening up. Uh, I got a little plastic thing of my coffee and I'm going to refill it right now if I can ever get the lid off of it <laughs> and a man is over here stirring we're camped out in the den right now y'all our air conditioning went out a week ago and I've been working my ass off trying to get it back going and the unit's 25 years old right and we just got a settlement from State Farm so I'm going to go ahead and buy a new unit I'm, I'm going to get it you know hopefully start the ball rolling tomorrow but I think I got a voltage problem. Matter of fact, I know I do because right now I got low voltage coming into the unit. And then Johnny, who is Stephanie's uncle, uh, Johnny happens to be bipolar. And I told him, I said, man, Stephanie could really use some family, Johnny. And he's going to help. We're all trying to get man some help. 
right? The mental health is a sad thing. Now she has her moments, man. You know, one minute she's all good, and the next minute she the claws come out. You know what I mean? Well, her aunt Ann was diagnosed with schizophrenia at age 53, and I don't definitely I don't I know she she's not schizophrenic, but I I don't know, man. I swear to God, I don't know. We're we're trying to write, wait on Church Health Center. And she's got a doctor, Dr. Nelson, and she's a good lady and I like her a lot, but Church Health Center's a mess because they never call you back. They don't, man. And one time she waited like a year. She never heard results from a test they ran in. So it's, anyway, it's a volunteer type thing. And when people volunteer, they really could give a shit sometime. All right. So anyway, it's all good. And we're going to try to get her some help. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking it's probably bipolar deal. And Johnny is bipolar. He takes Zarelto and it's an antidepressant, but he said, Glenn, it works and it helps me, man, and I, I cope and, it, you know, and, I, and I do my thing. And so I'm hoping to God that that's all it is with Manna. And this has been going on for months, man, the mood swings, all this, but we're all good, man. I love her. What am I going to do? Am I going to run out on her, man? What kind of man would I be if I did that? So, uh, am I perfect? Hell, hell no. I've made mistakes, man. And I try not to make them, you know, if you get old, as you get older, hopefully you, you get wise, man. And that happens. And you people, you young people, man, that are, and you, you, you're so bright, man. You got the world at your fingertips with the internet. But you know, one thing you don't have is you don't have life's experience yet. You just don't have it. And you'll get it. And I pray to God you get it. And you will if you live long enough, right? Now, the, the Katrina thing. All those dead dogs, man. And it was a bitch, y'all. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm like running on adrenaline at that point. And I call it hurricane mode is what I call it. And I came home and I had to bury our lab of 15 years. His name was Mac. And the kids remember this, man. And we had to put Mac down. And that broke my heart, man. I cried like a grandmother, man. I did. Because the vet came out, Dr. Hendrickson, what a great man. And he comes out to my house, and it was time, man. And Mac was 15, man. He was an old dog. And he's a beautiful chocolate lab. I'll post a picture of him, man, for you on the, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, I got a great picture of the kids with Mac on the beach, I swear to God. And that's what I'm going to put as my cover art. When I get done with this podcast, I'm going to post it, and you'll see it. And Mac followed those kids around, man. There's a song by Chris Stapleton called Maggie's, Maggie's Song. And if you listen to it, I don't know if you're into country music. I love all types of music, man. Country, rock and roll, R&B. I'm a music guy. I play guitar. You know, I got a piano in the back, electric keyboard. And I started, look, I played banjo when I was 12. My mom knows about this. Paula probably remembers. My kids don't have a clue. There's a lot of things my children do not know about me. And Stephanie's always said, your family really doesn't know you. And I said, no, not really. Not really, man. Um, they get a little glimpse of me about once, uh, twice a year, about four days is all we can stand. And I don't mean stand, but we always get into it and we leave. And I wish that would stop, y'all. I really do. Family is everything, though. Now, I know a lot of you cats out there, you know, you people are, you know, a lot of you from broken homes, man. In the 80s, divorce was at an all-time record high, and a lot of you are from broken homes. And, you know, as a matter of fact, Will came home one morning drunker than shit. And he's out there, he's peeing on the side of the damn house, man. And Stephanie sees it. And I walk out and I said, what in the hell is wrong with you, Will? And he's like, oh, dude, no, sorry, dog. And I said, I'm not your damn dog. 
It's Mr. Higgs or Glenn, you take your pick, right? Hmm. Sorry for the sound effects, I'm going to put the phone away, the iPhone, hold on. Now I went and swapped it, swapped, swapped, swapped. I swapped this phone out at Verizon and the old one Natalie had tagged into. Because once they have your IME number on your phone, you know, that's like your address, you know this. If you go to a general setting, on your settings on your iPhone, if you go to general and you go to about, it'll give you your IME number. Now once you get an IME number on a phone, you've got that phone, man. You've got it locked in. Natalie, if you look it up, she's running an AI program for Rose College, that's right. And she's got a tenured position. She's a dean of psychology. And it's through the University of Memphis and it's AI. And she is hacked into our iPhones, man. They're doing it right now, I swear to God. The same blind next door is closed all the time. And it's where Natalie had her little Google Nest and she would sit there and I, I did, I kind of went up to her, man. I went upstairs in the attic one day and I used old technology, I used a digital camera. And I could zoom right in on her, man. It's got a zoom lens. And I saw her, and every day she'd be drinking red wine, and she was drunker and shit. She used to brag to Stephanie about how she had a basement full of liquor. And Natalie's an alcoholic. And so was her son, Will. And that's what Will told me that morning. He said, dude, and by the way, after he did that, we kind of made peace for a minute. And, of course, I didn't know what a douchebag he was. But we sat there, and we talked, and we smoked his cigarettes. And I, he said, man, and he needed a vent. And Natalie was out of town. And I, the story goes that she was visiting her mother in Arizona, whether that's true or not, I really don't give a shit. And Will and I talked, man, and he said, you know, growing up with my mother, you know, uh, I guess, you know, yeah, he came from a broken home, too. And he just needed a vent, man. And he told me, you know, that she always had alcohol around, and he started drinking, and he says, dude, I drink. And that's what he said, sort of guy. And he said he started drinking like at 10 or 11. And he's an alcoholic, man. He crashed that Tahoe so many times, I can't even count. Well, I can, too. There was about six. You know, one morning he comes home after, uh, what was it, St. Patty's Day. The damn mirror on the passenger side is hanging off by a wire. He, he's such an idiot. He rode around with it banging against his door. And I said, well, you know, I can take a pair of snips and get rid of that for you. And at that time, he wasn't talking to me. It breaks my heart. I don't give a shit, man. Those people left, and we're so glad. But guess what? The new people move in, and they still got the same shit going on. I swear to God. They're hacking into my iPhone, man. How do I know? The phone will flash, right? Then my signal will deplete. Now, they can do wicked shit with the software. Because this makes sense. Bear with me. About four or five years ago, a federal building got blown up, and the guy, the asshole who did it, had a, uh, an iPhone. Well, at the time, Apple... You know, was the most encrypted phone other than BlackBerry that you could get. Remember President Obama, if you go back far enough, he used to keep a BlackBerry, man. You know, they're really not that secure, and I've still got my old BlackBerry. Matter of fact, Rachel, it's yours, and I found it, honey, and it's the maroon one that Terry gave you. Remember when you were up here and you worked for Terry? Well, it's still here, and I found it, and I didn't know whose it was, and I turned it on, I swear to God, lo and behold, it had Rachel's contacts in it, and it still puts out a signal, and I've still got it. So anyway, I'll hold that for you, Miss Bug. And I'm watching it right now as it says Biden prepares for a NATO summit, right? And he's meeting with the allies ahead. Look, it, you know, at least, man, Biden is president. He is he does know how to be a president, man. I mean, he worked for Obama. Joe's been in politics for years. And I, that's part of the problem in Washington, right, is you get the same old guard, man. Well, thank God it's not Trump. Because Trump, I don't know if you realized it, but you stared fascism in the face. Now, that being said, there was a, I watched an episode of Bill Maher a couple of months back, and he said they did a poll. 
And young people, like 70% of young people, said that they were in favor of communism, you know. And I was like, really? Communism? What the hell? Look, people, you know, communism? Are you kidding me, man? You've got to be shitting me. The communists, no, that's not it, man. And socialism, look, socialism has been tried and tried, and it does not work. Now the older you get, you're going to become capitalist. I promise you, man, you are. You know, socialism, they tried in Venezuela. It was a freaking nightmare. Now socialism is the cousin of communism. You don't want that, man. You know, we're a country uh, of, of freedoms, of liberties, of rights, the right to free speech, the right to... You know, worship as you choose the work, the right to be gay, the right to be who you want to be, man. You don't have to worry about somebody busting down your door. Well, you didn't have to until George W. came out with this horseshit thing called Homeland Security and uh, the Patriot Act, which is crap, it's garbage, which is no knock warrants, and that that shit needs to go away, man. That's what they did to Breonna Taylor, man. They just knocked her door down and they shot her and they killed her. Now, used to, back in the day, you had to go through a judge. You had to get a, a reason why you were going to, you know, go to somebody's house. You know, whether they're selling drugs, whether they're doing illicit shit. But this no-knock warrant crap. And I'm looking right now, one killed, 13 injured in mass shooting. That never went on, y'all, when I was young, man. When I graduated in 79, you never, and I'm running short of time here because I'm up to 50 minutes and I've got an hour long on this. I think it's set by default to an hour, and I'm going to wrap it up, young people. Look, man, I know this world is screwed up, man. I know it is. And right now, I've got a court date on June the 21st at 9 a.m., Division 11, Judge Massey, Karen Massey. And I'm betting you any money that she's a Trumper, man. I bet you money she is. Now, I'm getting back to Caldwell. And I met this man, Akeem Caldwell. He's being charged with distribution with 19 grams of weed. 19 grams, man. Now, that's barely, a, you know, a half ounce is only 14 grams, so that's only five grams over. And he said, Red, help me out if you can. I said, Brother, I'll do what I can. I met another man there, young man, Dre Jones. Double murder, that's what he's in for. I asked him what happened, man. I'm down in the hole waiting to see the judge. Now, they dressed me down. I was in my Harleys, my lineman shirt, my jeans. And two hours before, I'd already made bail. And I'm waiting on Manor to pick me up and get out of this place. And they dressed me down there. You're going to put on these prison clothes. And I said, man, screw that. And oh, you going to do what we say. And I did, man. And they dressed me down. Why? To make me look like a criminal, man. And I stepped before Massey. And she says, Mr. Higgs, do you understand what you're being charged with? And it carries a three to 15 years prison sentence, assault with a deadly weapon, and blah, blah, blah. And do you understand? I said, no, Your Honor, I don't. I don't understand. She says, what do you mean? I said, I don't understand. I said, what did I use? Harsh language? Because that's all I did was told the crackhead to fuck off, basically. That's it. That was it, man. Never pointed a gun at the guy. And he's a paid informant, by the way, for the Memphis Police Department. And he rats people out, and he's a crackhead. And Stephanie filmed him just about four days ago taking a hand off a crack. They have no lights at their house. They have no vehicles. They have no phone, man, because they've hocked it off a crack. And I swear to God, he's got an 80-year-old mother, Rosemary. And I told Natalie one time, I said, I bet she's smoking the shit. And Natalie says, because she's naive. And she says, oh, Glenn, I don't think, you know, 81, she'd be smoking crack. And I said, Natalie, I worked in the hoodie hood for eight years, man, in Memphis. I've seen crackheads on walkers. I've seen crackheads in wheelchairs, man. You take a hit of that shit, and, brother, you're, you're done, man. It's a bad drug, man. And this cat, he's an idiot, and he's a fuck, he's a screw-up. I'll say that because I'm going to quit the F-bombs. You know, I've got a granddaughter, and I'm trying to clean up my act. I swear to you, I am, man. 
and but this guy's name is Kevin Lambert and when I was talking to Mark McDaniel of the McDaniel Law Firm last week and he looked him up and he said he's got an active warrant right now for theft I said no shit he's like oh yeah well the other day the guy's still walking around and he takes the hand off a crack and we filmed it and he went in his house and I haven't seen him since and I told man I said what if he's dead man what if they slipped him some fentanyl and he's in there dead right now we don't know it could be I don't know hadn't seen him since maybe they picked him up I don't know really don't care but yeah, he told the police I pointed a gun at him. It never happened. Man has got it on video. We got cameras on the porch. I can cooperate all this. And look, what am I stupid? No, I'm not a stupid person, man. You know, high IQ, just like my son. We're both in like the 135 range. Now, that being said, I did not point a gun. And come on, why would I? There's no point in it. He was walking by, and this was after the idiot sped by doing 90, and I said, crackhead. I said, it's because of your ass this shit is going on. And he looks at me with his one tooth in his head. And he says, fuck you. And I said, fuck with me, crackhead. Because I can't stand the guy, man. He's a piece of shit. That scared me, man. That was a Thomas knocked over a fan. Because our area, we got, I went and got a window unit. And I put it in here in the den. And it's doing the job. Until I can get this new unit today or tomorrow. So we'll be back to good central air. And, uh. You know, man, I'd like to sell the house, but I'm going to get the podcast going over here with the camera across town. And I told, man, and we love our house, man. It's just Memphis is so violent right now, y'all. But getting back to Crackhead, no, I never pulled a gun on him. As a matter of fact, I told him, I said, Crackhead, if you keep on, because he, you know, his crackheaded brain, he's so cracked out that his gait, in other words, his walk, he, don't, he can't even walk normal, man. He walks around the neighborhood. He has to walk to get food for him and his mother. If they eat, Crackheads don't eat a lot, right? they're on crack they're not hungry <clears throat> and he, you'll see him walking around the neighborhood and he's stolen from everybody he's stolen from me and he's got an active warrant right now for theft that's right and that was like last week and he's still walking around because why he's a paid informant for the memphis police department they hauled him in when they questioned me i was in handcuffs stayed in the back of a car and a cruiser for like two hours the cuffs were so tight that my right hand turned purple right and i still have no feeling in half of it and that's another thing. But it's slowly coming back. And it messes me up when I play my guitar because I drop my pick. <clears throat> you know, and it's bad enough because it's my one good hand. My left hand got burned in the accident. So anyway, man, yeah, crackhead, you know, and then <clears throat> he starts walking away. And it took his brain a minute to register what I'd said, you know, you know, screw with me, crackhead. I said the F-bomb. And I'm trying to get away from them because, you know, if you want sponsors by Starbucks, Mobile One, which I use, you know, GM, Tesla, you got you to clean your act up, man, because they're not going to air you if you cuss and if you use language. They're, they can't air that, right? You don't want a commercial with full of, you know, all right? But, yeah, he just, and then the second time he turned around, he gets more aggressive the more he smokes crack, and he kind of lunged at us. And that's when I said, crackhead, if you keep this shit up, I'm going to exercise my right, stand your ground. And he said, I'm calling the cops. Well, he's got a burner phone. Guess why? Because Natalie bought him a burner phone. Who in the hell buys a crackhead a burner phone? The morning he OD'd, man, this is going back about five months ago, and Natalie told us all about it. And his mother comes over, crackhead's mother, banging on Natalie's door. Oh, come quick, and in case he's like... Natalie told us, man, he was laying face down in the floor. Past, he, was, he had OD'd. Now they hauled him away. Now, two years before that, he slit his wrist. The cops were coming to get him. They said, turn yourself in, because he was probably up on another theft charge. Now, Mike Working, the lawyer across the street, represented Kevin about eight years ago. He had stolen money from Pearl's Oyster House downtown. This guy's a screw-up, man. He's got a, he's got a pretty good little rap sheet. 
and it's always thie- it's always thieving, you know, taking things, but to support his crack habit, man. But look, I've talked long enough. I got this court date on June 21st at 9 a.m. Division 11, Judge Massey, and I pray to God it gets tossed, man, and I'm sure it will. I talked to the counselor, and I love my friend Will Heaton, man. He's a prince, man, and Will. Good luck with that knee surgery. I love you, my man. And you know, if you ever need me, man, I'll be here for you. Now, look, y'all, I'm going to leave you. It's been real as always. And this was, <clears throat> I'm going to post this. And it was after the uh, Scottish Witchy Woman, which was my grandmother, Norman Burkeen, man. And she had some, you know, I think she was clairvoyant. There's no doubt in my mind, man. She kind of had a witchy thing going on. And she was a cool old lady. And she was really pretty. But something went on in the family. I don't know what, man. But my dad was raised by his grandfather, who was a strict <clears throat> disciplinarian, excuse me. And I think that's why Pops kind of went ape shit on me and, and beat me with a belt when I was like seven to nine. But look, you know, man, that was kind of the way they did back then. But nowadays, you just take the, you take their iPhone from it's like taking an arm. <laughs> I'm down to 57 minutes. Look, I love y'all. You young people, man, don't give up on this country. Don't give up on me. I love you. And I'm going to come back to you again. And as always, this is Memphis Red. And we're going to sign off now and uh, keep that love and that empathy spread around, y'all. Okay, we go.